0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lewis Morgan looks set to swap Celtic for Miami Scott Sinclair leaves for Preston James Tavernier talks all things Rangers from their training camp in Dubai And business needs to be done at the bottom St Mirren and Hamilton are addressing their personnel needs I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Well Gordon, when everyone's away sunning themselves in Dubai and Tenerife and Anywhere else in the world Some of us are still here Working the transfer window In the lower leagues I mean <laughs> What a day What a day it's been For old breaking city But uh, Listen In all reality Stephen Gerrard Neil Lennon Derek McInnes Although they're away in Dubai They'll still be going through The same things Still trying to contact players Hugely important Time of the season for them To get fitness into their players But also to make contact with new signings Interesting to see If there'll be any developments this week We're getting towards the middle weekend Gordon This is mm. the time when fans start to get a bit anxious They suffer mm. from withdrawal symptoms If it's top flight football that they're into They need uh, they need their fix And they need yeah. it soon But they won't get it until next week And we'll have to make do with transfer Rumour, speculation And all the rest of it in the meantime Yeah, um, you're right Gordon I think um, all fans of all clubs uh, And you're you listen to Mark there uh, Anybody Walks by a cupboard And a pair of Boots fall out Please give us a phone And 01419511025 You might get a game Next week uh, <laughs> But You're right about The fact that Rangers Especially And Celtic supporters Are big clubs Every morning You know The fans will be Going up They'll be on the internet They'll be listening To radios They'll be looking In the papers Who are we going to sign How are we going to strengthen What positions Everybody's got their opinion Who's going out the door Who'll be leaving the clubs So So far The transfer market's Been quite quiet Apart from St Mirren Who have brought in What three players now So um, I think there'll be a bit of business still to do And a bit of excitement still to come before the window closes Okay, the number you need tonight is 0141-951-1025 If you would rather tweet, then you can find us at Clyde SSB Now, as you may well know, and if you don't, let me explain Sometimes during the winter break, we use that opportunity to give a bit of attention to things that we otherwise don't get the time to Parts of football that we would love to talk about more But we quite simply don't get the time during the season So after 7 o'clock tonight We're going to be taking a look at junior football I think everyone's been to a junior football game Or or knows bits and pieces about the junior game So why not get in touch after 7 We're going to be joined in the studio by Gordon Moffat Who's the Clyde Bank Manager But that's We're looking for all of your general stories Memories, thoughts, anything you've got about junior football Which team do you support any stories that you want to share with us Get them in after 7 o'clock 01419511025 But in the meantime It's all about the, the news of the day if you like And the one that jumps out from today Is that Celtic have accepted a bid For Lewis Morgan From Inter Miami Wow. Now you may know the name Inter Miami They are owned by David Beckham mm. So there's quite an interesting move already It's a newly formed MLS club we all know Lewis Morgan's story Joined from St Mirren a couple of years ago Actually came came back into the team in, in recent weeks But by and large He's been on the outskirts of that Celtic team And we understand Celtic have accepted an offer And it's now essentially down to, to the player And some other parties to try and sort something out 
Mm. I'd be If I was Lewis Morgan I'd be sitting in first class On the way To Miami As we speak um, And I'd well, go on your knee <laughs> <laughs> I mean For Lewis Morgan I think Lewis Morgan's a good player But I, I do think he, he was always going to be a squad player I didn't see him breaking in ahead uh, You know James Forrest Even Mikey Johnson Guys like that He played a role up front That was unfamiliar to him But he, he did it to the best of his ability And scored goals my worry for him would be an opportunity like this is not going to come around too often and he's got a chance to go out there and and play for a fantastic up-and-coming club who will no doubt attract some top players. I'm pretty sure he'll get well compensated for that as well and it's a lifestyle choice as well. So for Lewis Morgan, if Celtic have accepted an offer, they must think it's decent enough to move him on also and maybe thinking of bringing in one or two others in that same position and I think he would, he would then find it incredibly difficult to break into the team so I think it's a great opportunity for him to go there I think whether he, he, he chooses to go there Mark or not I, yeah I, I totally agree with you we're different we'd be right over there the football wouldn't be good but the partying would be absolutely brilliant uh, but Lewis Morgan might look somewhere else I think that with the January window coming up and you know Neil Lennon The rumours of players come down I think Lewis Morgan will go down the pecking order Gordon And I think that at his age And after a, a taste of some first team football at Celtic He'll want more And like Scott Sinclair going down to Preston Not for money They play football really um, Yeah I think it's a fantastic opportunity But whether he decides to go to America To that new club And the, the exciting venture that's going to happen over there And be a part of it right from the beginning the one thing I do think is he needs to get out of Celtic Park because I don't think he's going to be a regular footballer. Celtic fans happy enough with the decision to accept a bid for Lewis Morgan. Is the time right to move him on? And what about the bigger picture? Because Scott Sinclair has gone already. It looks like Lewis Morgan may follow. And Neil Lennon was already suggesting about looking in that wide area. So how do you see your options out wide? What needs to be done during this transfer window if Lewis Morgan indeed joins Scott Sinclair at the exit door? Let us know right now. 0141951 or Twitter is at Clyde SSB. It's no real surprise. We did discuss it earlier this week. It's, it's been bubbling away, but now it is official. It's the first time we've been on since Scott Sinclair left Celtic to join Preston. What do you make of it, Mark Wilson? I think it's the right move for Scott Sinclair uh, I truly think he's been an outstanding servant to Celtic And you know, no matter what some people think of him And you know, his lack of contribution over the last season a bit I think you've got to remember what he brought from minute one When he stepped onto the park at Tynecastle To, to play in the Invincible season, to play of the year And you know, a couple of fantastic years You know, even when he wasn't at his best He still returned a lot of goals from a wide area for Celtic and I mean he just wasn't Neil Lennon's cup of tea I, I guess because he was he was you know spent a lot of time in the stand some time on the bench not a lot of game time but for him I think it's the right move to go and play football but I don't think any Celtic fan will underestimate what he achieved and what he did for the club in his time there right, Celtic fans that's one winger definitely gone potentially another one to follow so d- do you agree with Neil Lennon's suggestion It was just a suggestion yesterday Do you need to sign a wide player? If if so, which side? Or have you got any particular names That you want to throw at us? Let us know all your thoughts So 1419511025 Gordon it's, um, Once a player actually leaves That's when you mm. start sort of Dealing with it 
properly in terms of you get a real chance to reflect on what they achieved. Celtic put out their own highlights reel, if you like, of of Scott Sinclair. Other people on social media did something similar. The the return they got from Scott Sinclair cannot be underestimated. Sixty odd goals, Gordon. Sixty seven round about that from the wide areas. Um I thought that he was absolutely terrific. Uh, unfortunately for Scott Sinclair Near his end of his Celtic career Things didn't go well for him at all uh, He didn't get much game time Even coming off the bench It was obviously knowing that he wasn't really wanted anymore That he wasn't part of Neil Lennon's plans That's up to the Celtic manager to decide that You know, he's got to dis- uh, make big decisions It's okay for us to say What a terrific servant What a terrific player but at the end of the day, Neil Lennon has got to live and die by his results. He feels that he's got Mikey Johnston coming through there. El Yanoussi is there, a uh, big money player. Uh, you're talking about a wide player. I don't think he'll go wide in the left because I, I've named two already. I think that, you know, let me try and maybe have a little bit of cover for James Forrest on the right. But I think Scott Sinclair goes with the best wishes. I think he's been good for Scottish football. Um, and I'm delighted the lads looked at it and said, right, I'm going to play football. And plus the fact, I think for Celtic and everyone concerned there, it takes a big chunk of money off the wages. There have been some, I'm not sure if concerns is the right word, Mark, but a lot of Celtic fans point out that they're not quite happy with the way it ended. And naturally, when you've got a player who has contributed so much, there's bound to be that niggling doubt of, are we doing the right thing here? Could he still have played a part? Did he still have something to offer? Now I get that Neil Lennon clearly didn't think so And that's why you cut your ties and, and you yeah. move on is there, is there still that niggle for you That, that maybe he, he could have stayed and played a part? You know, certainly in the, in the, you know, the open part of the season Where you know, you're looking at the wide areas And you're looking at Scott Sinclair's goal return You know, you're thinking Was he that bad that he had to be put in the stand and, you know, he did when he was on the bench, he hardly featured. You thought he still had a part to play. Obviously, the I think the way Neil Lennon wants to play, he obviously wants to play high-tempo football with a lot of pace on his side. He was the same when I was there. <laughs> That's why I didn't get <laughs> as much game time as I wanted under him. But it was the same idea. He had quick players in the wide areas. Now, I think Scott Sinclair just lost a wee bit of that pace uh, in the years um, since when he started And maybe that's what's limited His game time He always seemed to come inside And I think Neil wanted a, a different approach So I don't know if he would fit in I mean I, I guess the Celtic fans out there say Well it doesn't matter He scored goals But Neil Lennon certainly wants people in the wide area Who can go by people at the drop of a hat With that blistering pace And I don't think Scott Sinclair fitted that mould for him I, th- I think where Scott Sinclair ran into problems He worked under Brendan Rodgers And Brendan Rodgers' style was a little bit different If you watched the way Sinclair and Tierney worked down the left They were absolutely terrific at, at Gordon And you could see that they worked in that day in day out of training Sinclair's movement to give the space for Tierney to come and overlap And get balls in And then that would take Sinclair into the box And he would score goals from there Matt touched on a great point there that you look at what Celtic have got now El Yanoussi under Lennon very direct Mikey Johnston under Lennon very direct Forrest on the other side very direct that may just be the case but the one thing I will say about him I thought he was terrific for Celtic I really do and I don't think MD can argue with that yeah, Let's get the thoughts of John and Greenock What do you think John? Scott Sinclair gone Lewis Morgan potentially 
going to need another winger or happy with what you've got? It's absolutely shocking tonight when I heard that. As I say, we think I'll never get a chance under Neil. Neil's got his favourites. You're with, you're with uh, James DeForest and, that, and uh, Lee McGregor's and that. went off a boil in the last couple of weeks after the Rangers result. But once again, the signing policy is absolutely atrocious at Parkhead. They left, that's two away. Am I going to need to sit up to the 31st of January and wait on Sky Sports to see a signing coming? We'll, we'll, we'll leave it. That's what they do all the time. They're, they're seeming to be getting rid of these players a lot off the wage bill. We're waiting for a couple of marquee signings. This is about a six. Is this the 9th of January? If they get me off the Angels, and once again, I'm still getting a paper every morning. I'm once I'm going down the road now after work and I'm on Sky Sports to see when's the signings coming for Peter Lawwell or Desmond Dermott. It's absolutely shocking. Well, I mean, there's a long way to go, Mark. And yeah, the, the, the problem is there's a there's a merry-go-round because players teams don't want to let their players go until they find out if they're getting someone in return. So yeah, Dominic everyone yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. wants to do their business uh, early, but the there's still a couple of weeks to go. Yeah, I wouldn't, John. I wouldn't panic too much um, just now. I mean, it takes a lot of a lot of work to get a player in. I think. I think a lot of people think when the 1st of January comes and the window opens that there's going to be an influx of players at every club but it's very difficult to to get deals over the line especially when you're dealing you know, with Celtic's finances and, and the amount of money they want to spend a player uh, you know, <laughs> getting getting deals done is difficult so it is only the 9th you know, they've went away to Dubai no doubt Neil Lennon will identify targets but it's not up to Neil Lennon then Now it's, it's the guys upstairs Who then take over And try and negotiate And that can take a couple of weeks to do Is uh, it really such a big deal John though Letting um, Lewis Morgan go Is it really such a big deal For someone who's Not really ever been In the, in the first team regularly Well it's any, any time I go to Parkage You know every week It's any time It, it was one of the boy We gave 100% And I thought he was a good good player But as I say Neil's playing Russian With his, his life His management life because if he doesn't get nine in a row, how many nine players, nobody's ever, ever going to forgive him. This is a big, big season for, for uh, Celtic Rangers. If Celtic get nine, we're going for ten. It's going to be part of their history, but the way things are going, if they don't get it, all right, it's only a nine, but they just keep staying their usual. They'll wait till about the 30th of January, and they'll come away with a couple of, couple of donkeys, what they've done a four. Yeah, but interesting, John. I just think that January is a real difficult market to get into. Because if you're going, you said there, I'm looking for marquee signings. What team's going to give you their marquee player, right? What player's going to come, the marquee player going to come, say for instance, a centre forward, and say, do you know what, I'll sit on the bench to the end of the season and play second fiddle here. So there's a lot of things, plus the fact, everybody knows that Celtic have got a couple of quid in the bank. So if you get in for a player that you value, say, £1 million, just let's say, call it £1 million, the selling club know that you've got a couple of quid, so they're going to go, no, we want three million. So all of a sudden, negotiations have to go on for days or weeks or whatever. I think Mark's right. I wouldn't panic. I do think Celtic will definitely mm. strengthen. Uh, what about Lewis Morgan specifically? I mean, John's not too happy about it. He, he thinks he's done relatively well in the chances that he's had. Players can fall into a couple of categories, Gordon, because we, we do judge quickly, but then... Mm. Maybe if you're the type to be a bit more optimistic You might look at someone like, like Ryan Christie And say that well there was a time that he really looked like he would be out the door And is it sometimes wise to give these guys as long as possible? No, I, I've got to be honest Gordon um, I think Lewis Morgan's a good player I never looked at him and thought He's got to be a regular at Celtic 
And especially John says there about Well Neil's got his favourites The one favourite he had was James Forrest He always promoted James Forrest I think Mikey Johnston has become a big favourite of Neil And I think Neil thinks that there's a huge future there for him And the boy has got terrific talent He's also got El Yanusi there And you know, will they do a deal at the end of the season? Their talk of nine million. I'd be astonished if they paid nine million for a, a a left winger. But he's got good quality players there just now. I think that Lewis Morgan should leave Celtic Park because I don't think he will be a Ryan Christie. I'm not being disrespectful. I think he's a talented player, and I think he needs to go and play games. Scott's also a Celtic fan on the line. What do you make of this, Scott? It looks like there is. Some uh, space opening up in the wide areas for Celtic to recruit someone else? Well, somebody needs to come in first and foremost to put pressure on James Forrest because over the last 10 weeks or so, some of his games have been scandalous to be fair and he's yet to be dropped. Something that um, Gordon's just mentioned about Forrest being one of uh, uh, Neil Lennon's uh, top men type thing, they will never drop him. And he's right, he's, he's a scandalous game in the last Old Firm game and apart from one goal versus St Mirren his games over that sort of 10 week period had been terrible um, but Gordon's right Neil does have his his lieutenants as I like to call them he had it with Lustig the minute he came back to the club Lustig come back in Johnny Hayes come back in he likes his trust tried and trusted um, can, I, can I make sorry to make my point then? Aye carry on you on you go uh, um, I'm one of the Celtic fans um, that's concerned that we don't get players in quickly. I remember two seasons back, we played in a Champions League qualifier, um, and with no De- Dedrick Boyata, no Michael Lustig, and one or two other players out, and we ended up with a makeshift team, and we get kicked out the, the Champions League because of it. Now, this window's important, not just obviously for trying to get nine in a row, stroke ten in a row, um, but it's also important for the, the Champions League qualifiers. And this is what cracks me up. Every season we're in the same position. Every single season. There's 10 days went in this window. We've just been away to Dubai for two two weeks. Ideal preparation to get a player in. Take him away, get, get the integrate in with your new, new colleagues. And he comes back, ready to rock and roll. Scott, you're not getting ahead of yourself. It's the 9th of January, so you've not been in Dubai for two weeks. Everybody knows, New Year's Day, all the rest of it. Then the team flies out. There are still... A long, there's a long, long way to go in January. I know everybody wants it in as early as possible, but it's only the ninth. Is it not a wee bit early to be hitting the panic button? I'm not panicking. What I'm saying is, it was the ideal opportunity to get somebody in. We've needed a centre forward, a replacement centre forward since last December. Not December there. Last December when Lee Griffiths basically disappeared out the scene with a bio, and that's been it. Bio and Eddie. Any of the two of them, one gets injured. We've got nobody. That's my problem. We don't. We know the areas we need players, and we've done nothing about it. It's like okay, it's only the 10th of January. Then it's the 14th. Then it's the 18th. We're back next Saturday. That's all I'm saying. I'm just concerned that we're letting it drag out once again. Mark, the the striker situation that might be a valid point from Scott. But if you're talking about a winger, for instance, well, maybe Neil Lennon has to move out Scott Sinclair first, and then move out Lewis yeah, Morgan, and yeah. then you assess where you're going to go. There's a it's a big jigsaw puzzle, so, yeah. and you can't just. Throw everything at it on yeah, the 3rd of January 100% Loads of pieces to move before you get that And like we'll go back to it I mean negotiating At the level Celtic will be Takes time You know it does take time Getting it to January Is about working on the current squad I get what Scott's saying It's ideal to integrate But 
Daz is right. I mean, if you're dealing with a player, say, five million quid, six million quid, it's obviously that player's a value to their current team. So very difficult to attract them in the opening few weeks. That's why you you will see, I mean, John was right as well. That's why you will see players signing on deadline day. Most of the clubs do their business in the last few days of the window. And I know fans don't like it because they want players in right away. And I agree with some of the points the guys are making, but it's incredibly difficult. What, what happens, Mark? Uh, people, ordinary supporters think that you go to a club and you say, I'll give you a million pounds for your best player. They say, okay, take my best player. You bring him in, you go, I'll give you 50 quid a week. There you go, sign a contract. Don't happy, think I'll do it. Right, happy days. Right, it doesn't. You've got to negotiate with the club. You've got to negotiate with the player. You've got to negotiate with agents. It's and nowadays it's not a, a done deal after one, two, three days. It takes weeks. Scott, thank you very much for the call. Let's hear more from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll get the thoughts of James Tavernier after the travel. Stephen. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you want to get in touch, the number you need is 01419511025. And if you would rather tweet, you can find us at Clyde SSB. A few tweets coming in, actually. Let me put these to you uh, and see what you think. Who's on? Craig McCall says, Lewis Morgan, I think that's a good move for him uh, to go to Miami to play now I don't know why Lennon picks Forrest over Morgan it's beyond me says Craig McCall it's mm. beyond him he's having one isn't he he's having a laugh is he not Forrest over Morgan Forrest was in our team of the decade oh, that's, that's why that's, don't bring that's a up. <laughs> team I don't know who picked that oh. well it was good it was a strong team as well. good balance to it you flag. picked the defence didn't you no, I picked the oh. midfield with Roger. Oh, so you did the midfield? Did yeah, oh, I was yeah, a midfield. Midfield. Yeah. Well. yeah. Aye, most you, controversial part. You didn't even know the McGinn. Niall McGinn. John McGinn, he's gone. I can't believe he put that Niall McGinn in there. If you want to direct any abuse over the team of the decade, head to the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. It's good to know no one's taking it too seriously. Oh, it's interesting. Always reason. encouraging. I had a laugh. Um, let's that. hear from James Tavernier. He's been speaking from Rangers Winter Training Camp in Dubai. He says they need to take the momentum from the Celtic win, keep working hard to take that title race down to the wire. He describes the win at Celtic Park as being a relief. That's the first time I've won there. I've had a few draws there, so to win, to win over there was... You know, it was it was almost a, a relief uh, to finally do it. Um, but I'm really happy that the way the lads, you know, set about it. You know, we we've got to take that and uh, you know use that and keep pushing and keep working harder for it. We've got we've got to take game by game. You know, we've still got to be humble. Um, we've got to be approaching every single game like it's a cup final. Um, but I believe the consistency is 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 there this season. Um, so we have to take game by game. Uh, so the Stranraer game, we've got, we've got to approach it we are, like we are playing Celtic with every team we play playing this season. Because in the league, you know, that's who we're playing against every single week, and we've got to be getting three points every single week and taking it all the way down to the wire. I've got great belief that we can take it all the way down um, this title race. Um, so we've just got to keep pushing uh, really hard, you know, and, and wanting the best out of each other every single day. Uh, let's take you back to something we mentioned last night I'm not going to dwell on, on the same argument But just keen to get your thoughts on it Stephen Gerrard spoke about moving a couple more out And maybe, depending on what happens, bringing one more in We asked the guys which 
position they think that, that one would be and we got so many different answers there were calls saying we need a backup keeper because I think Fotheringham will leave Jim Duffy I think it was says if there's going to be one it would be backup for Barisic we had people suggesting strikers and, and right midfielders what would you pick? Listen you've you've just played James Tavernier now if James Tavernier gets injured who's your backup? Flanagan for him Fla- listen Flanagan's done a decent job but you take Tavernier out the side now I'd, I've been critical defensively going forward so you don't the think Flanagan can get and play? Um. I don't think he would create as much I think Rangers would lose A lot going forward I think Morelos He wouldn't struggle Of course he wouldn't struggle But he wouldn't get as many chances With Tavernier at the side So when you look at What I mean is When you look at almost every other position That Rangers have got just now Left back Maybe a, a concern with Barisic But Tavernier has been so consistent With the way How many games he's played Hardly ever been injured can you take the chance that he's not going to get? I, th- I think you've. I think you've got to look at the backup when you know what's coming through the the academy, Gordon. For instance, you people will say you you mentioned strikers there. Now people go strikers. I've got two top strikers at Rangers: Morelos and Defoe. Morelos is sitting in three game ban. Yeah, one against him. I totally understand that. Defoe plays the games. If Morelos gets another ban, for instance, and More- uh, Defoe gets injured. Then you're thinking, well, that's two quite big ifs, though, isn't it? I know that, but but there's a lot of good ifs in that. But what <laughs> I'm trying, what I'm trying, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, if you look at your academy and you've got a young striker there, and you're thinking, you know, I can get away with him for two or three games, then you forget about the striking situation. The right back's the same with Tavernier. If you look at the academy, and there's a, a right back sitting there, and you're thinking. I can get away with two or three games. I think you've got to really be within the club, the now, because they've got they've got good players. They've got a good squad. It's just what's coming through but the academy. Did we get an answer? In I don't know what he was. Did we get an answer from either of you? If Rangers were to address one I position, right, well, right back. I, I said right back. I so think, backup though. But I it's backup. And you think it would be striker. I think striker, yeah. Okay, I was just, I was just curious. Mm. But I thought I put up a good argument. No, I, still still I, think, I think you do shot a right uh, down in flames. Davies and Pollock, what's on your mind tonight, Davy? Uh, good day, happy New Year, everybody. Same to you, Davy. Well, I listened to the show regular, as you probably know, but and I was listening to a tape you played four weeks ago, and it was a tape of Neil Lennon speaking, and he'd said he played nineteen games in one eighteen. And only get beat with Livingston and was in a fantastic position. The, the team were in a fantastic place. Now, I think, to be quite honest with you, uh, is you on the night, Mark? You there? I am here. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you can you can come in here right. correct me if I'm wrong. I thought, personally, uh, obviously, Rangers kind of, to be honest, destroyed Celtic in the cup final where they didn't win a cup. They, they beat them quite convincingly in the last game they played them there. Uh, and <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> And also, I believe that against Lazio, they were very, very lucky. And it was the same as the cup final because our goalkeeper was out of this world in both games with unbelievable saves. Now, I know that's the goalkeeper's job, but I think there was some rule getting pulled, pulled over the Celtic fans' eyes there because I believe that Lazio, we a wee bit of luck and, and we forced them no being in goal and maybe some other Celtic goalkeeper. They wouldn't have won the two games. Lazio would have won the two games. Well, that, David, listen, that's a ridiculous yeah. thing to say. Listen, and if you take well, the goalkeeper listen, out in the cup final, what, Rangers have won I, the cup I, final. I tell you what, if you took Katic out the Rangers side, Rangers wouldn't have beat Celtic. You know, uh, where do you stop with that? 
You know, you take Ryan Kent out, Rangers wouldn't have scored any goals against Celtic Celtic Parts. I mean no, I, I don't think listen, I don't think the wheel was pulled over the Celtic fans' eyes. I think Celtic were very good for long long periods of the season. They were under par at Livingston. I think against Lazio, they were playing against a top class side, but beat them twice and away from home I thought Celtic were outstanding. I, of course you're going to rely on your goalkeeper in games like these, but I thought they were great. Uh, in recent weeks, Rangers game, maybe before that against St Mirren, no doubt their form had dipped and they looked a wee bit jaded, but I wouldn't say that they'd been lucky in the other games. It's kind of just how time works, Gordon. You can be in a very good place, you can then mm. lose a big game as time progresses and then you appear to not be in as good a place. I don't think you have to then look back at that good run of form and start picking holes in it because they've now lost the game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's uh, the two games, the cup final, but you've got to say it was a terrific cup final for Rangers, but Celtic then go and win the cup. Then you look at against <coughs> Celtic and the lost against Rangers at Celtic Park and all of a sudden... People are now questioning, well, Neil Lennon and the Celtic signings and, and whatever. This will go right to the wire, Gordon. And I don't think the panic button from any team, whether it's Rangers or Celtic, has to be pressed. Rangers fans are very upbeat just now with the position they're in. They're still second, two points behind. Yes, they've got a game in hand, St Johnston, Ibrox, you'd expect them to win that. But I'm sure Celtic and Rangers will come back stronger for a bit. Thank you Davey We'll speak to you soon no doubt Craig is also a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight Craig? How we doing gents? Hello uh, yeah, I think for me After the The old firm game obviously um, I was delighted as Obviously it was all the Rangers fans I think what we have to be careful of For me is that We don't want to get too caught up in it It's a big win It's a big result But As of yet You know Celtic have still won 10 trophies In the past 3 years We've won nothing so we do, you know, we need to keep our, ourselves at bay a bit, but we are in good form, and I do think in this, this window, it would benefit us massively to bring in a third striker, because, like Gordon saying, and I know it's ifs, but it's not unheard of that Morelos would get suspended and Defoe would get injured. I mean, Defoe's a man who's, you know, pushing the latter stages he's 30 now. So I think a third striker in there, a squad player, would be good because I don't think the options we've got in terms of a third striker are really that good. I mean, Greg Stewart, for me, he's had a couple of good performances, but in big games, I wouldn't want to put him in there. Um, I would want to bring somebody with a bit of experience. Um, no, as old as the foe, but just a, a bit of experience in there. The question has to be, though, Craig, how good is this guy going to be that he's going to come here and sit and wait for these two games that might happen if Morelos gets suspended and if Defoe gets injured at the exact same time? You then call on this experienced guy. What, what are the chances you're going to get someone better than Greg Stewart to go and fill that role? Well, I mean, there are plenty of players within the SPL itself that I would take as a third striker that would go to Rangers for the money um, you know personally um, like? I'm kind of surprised well Sam Cosgrove has that, scored that, that, that 20 plus goals for yeah, Aberdeen you're absolutely right and Aberdeen would be wanting a good few million pounds for him so do you want do you want Rangers to pay a couple a million a few million for a guy who might play if Morelos is suspended and Defoe's injured at the same time well I mean if you're bringing in it all depends if you bring it if, you, if, you, if they brought in somebody like Cosgrove 
there's no reason why you couldn't have, you know, because for me, I think Defoe has played his best games actually when he said somebody else sort of either just sitting behind him or partnering him up front. Um, I mean, I watched a Motherwell game, I think it was the end of last season, him and Arfield paired up tremendously. And I think a lot of his strong points come for that. So why not? If you had a player like Cosgrove, who's a big physical player, and that's something strike-wise we lack. We've got physical defenders who go up for corners, but having a proven goal scorer um, who can also do that is important. Oh, Craig's line went all sorts of Crazy there But we got the gist of the point Mark Gordon Deal actually punched the air When Craig came on And agreed with him It was quite tragic to watch actually I'm it's, glad this is radio 14 years um, So what do you make of Craig's point? <laughs> about Sam Cosgrove uh, About the striker uh, Listen you can see her point You can see Daz's point as well But Gordon you're right Try to find a guy who would Come away from playing Regular first team football And know that he's going to sit on the bench And have to wait for Morelos to to get suspended and Defoe to be off form because that's that that's the reality of who you're looking for. It's an ideal situation to have you mention it to have a player come through your academy, mm-hmm. a decent striker to sit on the bench and just come on and fill that role. But Rangers haven't got that. I th- a Cosgrove I- is is too expensive. Mark, also I think the luxury. Say for instance, right Defoe Morelis is out just now. Defoe's playing. See things aren't going right You know as a manager You want to change your system a little bit You might want to throw two strikers up there It's good to have an option on the bench Gordon Rather than a makeshift mm-hmm. centre forward Okay thank you to Craig 0141 It's not only at the top Where the business is being done uh, St Mirren and Hamilton Have had some personnel issues of their own They've been trying to address them in the last few days We'll hear from Jim Goodwin next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. <sighs> Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here. Give us a tweet if you want to get in touch at Clyde SSB or on the lines 01419511025. Archie's a Celtic fan on the line. We'll get to him in just a second. Let's hear from Jim Goodwin, though. All this talk about getting business done early. He agrees. He wants to help his new players integrate at St Mirren. He says they've been working hard since the summer to get the deals done. The two Irish boys we brought in, Jamie and Connor, we, we tried to do something with them in the summer, but obviously it's uh, midway through the season in Ireland and um, we weren't able to do that. But we had planned and prepared for those ones anyway and uh, thankfully had the agreements in place and as soon as the window opened, then we were able to... Um, get those ones over the line. Akin Femo, who's came up from Norwich on loan, we always knew that we uh, ran the risk of losing Sean McLaughlin uh, back to Hull, and that's unfortunately that is the uh, the negatives of the loan system. You know, the the parent club has always got the opportunity to recall halfway through. But uh, again, we had you know contingency plans in place, and um, we knew where we were going to need to strengthen, and um, thankfully we've been able to do it because I think getting them in this early. Integrates them into the squad. They get to know the boys that they're going to be playing with, and obviously, you know, we've had a, a good week or ten days together before that first competitive cup game. And talking about parent clubs recalling players, Brian Rice says he was shocked when Sam Stubbs was called back to Middlesbrough from Hamilton. He's since gone on and moved to Dutch side Den Haag. Brian Rice quite simply says he he didn't expect it, he didn't see it coming. I came right out of the blue. It was a shock. It was a shock to me. Sam came to see me on uh, Monday afternoon at quarter to three to explain the situation. Uh, and by half past three he'd, he'd left the camp so I just wished him all the best as, as, you know as, as, he's been fantastic for us but we've been fantastic for him as well 
you know, and hopefully we can use that when we go and try and get other players to look. Sam Stubbs came from Middlesbrough, played, done well. He's got to move now to the Dutch Premier League. So, you know, that's football. Somebody comes and buys your player one day, somebody get, might get injured, somebody might be, get recalled. That's that's just football. You just go, take it on the chin and move on. I think this is the benefit that I've got that I go to all the games that I go to. Although I wasn't looking for a defender. You know, there's names there that I, I have got if I need if I need to go and get one. Understand why the battle at the top takes a lot of the attention and you're looking at a title race which might go down to the wire and therefore recruitment becomes very important. Look at the other end of the table. 10th place St Mirren, 11th place Hamilton separated by one point. Mm -hmm. So their recruitment might be every bit as important. Their recruitment in January could be the difference between falling into the playoffs, being relegated, staying up and having a good season. So what do you make of the business so far? Jim Goodwin's clearly been busy. I, uh, I think he'll be happy, Jim. Um, you know, he knows that market, the Irish market, pretty well. Uh, he's got good contacts down south as well. Um, and when he says he's been working towards his signings for a long time, he would have been desperate to get them in. You know, and, and they've obviously been working behind the scenes to get this done and dusted. What easier with the Irish League, you know, in close season just now to get these players in. So, you know, for John and Scott who phoned up moaning about Celtic, you know, and how they've got nobody in. Jim's dealing in a, a different market and he's right to get players in early doors uh, when you can because you're totally right, Gordon, at the bottom of the league, it's so tight. And St Mirren, you'd have to say, ha haven't been too bad. They, they look they look good at times, but, I mean, it's just an odd wee thing. And these three players coming in, I know they've lost McGotten, but these three players coming in, you never know, might be the difference. I mean, there's no point in turning your nose up at loan deals, Gordon, because even now the top clubs do it. So it's, mm. it's not as if it's just a, a Scottish thing. But f for Brian Rice, Sam Stubbs was truly a, you know, a nailed-on starter, one of their most impressive performers. You're looking to maybe build your defence around him for the second half of the season. And within the space of an afternoon, he's gone. That must be, that must be a lot to deal with. Uh, yeah, it's a body blow, but I like the way that um, you know Brian Rice goes about his business. He understand he's a very experienced player and coach, and uh, I, I like the way he goes about and the fact that yeah, that's what happens in football. I've got to deal with it as part of uh, being a manager, and uh, he goes to a lot of games. Gordon, he will have a lot of names. Hamilton and St. Man have got to strengthen. They really have. So's Hearts. Big, big uh, couple of weeks coming up for Hearts as well, getting rid of one or two experienced players. They're down there in a dogfight. So uh, as much as it is we all concentrate on the top two Celtic Rangers, it's so important for these clubs at the bottom. i seen Brian Rice sitting at Stenhouse Muir against TNS one Saturday when Hamilton didn't have a game. And I had to be there because we were playing Steny quite soon. And I thought, what is he doing here watching... This, but obviously he just Constantly loves out football, games, right? isn't he? Everyone so, says that, I they mean, always see him But loads of people say that and, and they actually don't go to games They just want to sound good He certainly does So he'll have a, a great knowledge of, of the leagues and the lower leagues And who he needs to replace some stubs But it's a, certainly a sore one for him Any fans at the other end of the table Wanting to discuss your team's business this January? You know where we are 0141 Archie's been hanging on the line though What's on your mind tonight, Archie? Hi, good evening guys Hello just before I come to my point, that Rangers fan that came up and said the Celtic goalkeeper saved them. How many saves has McGregor done this season in Europa League? They didn't thrash against young boys if I hadn't been for Alan McGregor. Young boys could have thrashed them if I hadn't been. So, let them wake up for slumber. As usual, talking rubbish. What I would like to say is, uh, when Rangers won the league there at Parkhead, oh sorry, never won the league, they just won again, sorry. Uh, what I would say is, Celtic never turned up 
And I know that's Celtic's own fault for not turning up. They should have been turning up at Parkhead. But Celtic players will, will come back because they're proven winners. They are winners. They've won eight championships in a row and these players will come back. And all we need is a couple of two, maybe two signings. I think we need... There's a big striker at Blackpool. I've spoken, I've spoken to the big man, our man Nonioli. I've spoken to him a couple of times. And Celtic, he'd be great for Celtic because he's a strong strong defender in the mode of Edward. Who's, who's this, uh, Archie? Are you giving us a transfer exclusive that you've scouted here? Who yeah. was the name? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I go to Blackpool and spoken to our man because I was at the hotel, Blackpool Football Club Hotel, and I've spoken to him a couple of times about Celtic. And he said, oh, you get the, he said what you said. Put in the word for me, Archie, and he'll come. Yeah, <laughs> and have you put in the word for him, Archie? Well, I'll, I'll tell you something, Gordon. You better watch what you're saying. He's twice your size. Uh, listen, go on, go on 15, 20%, mate. Don't take in less. Neil, if you're listening from Dubai, Archie's got a name for exactly. you. Archie, just to go back to something you said, though, about you know Celtic not turning up in that game. Surely a lot of that, though, has to go down to Rangers. Surely that a lot of that was, was to do with what Rangers did and how they set up. Did they not play a part in stopping Celtic? Rangers played well in the game. Of course they played well. I'll give two teams credit. They did play well. Uh, but Celtic, is, it was a parkhead. And I actually think Celtic got it wrong in a couple of places and positions as well. Uh, there's no way Ball and Gullo should be playing against Rangers. No way in the globe. Or no way the wee man either. The wee Primprong. He's not experienced enough yet to play against Rangers. So that was too bad. Mistakes. Uh, Archie, how can, how can you say Frimpong's not experienced enough to play against Rangers when in the cup final he was up until he gets sent off was one of the best Celtic players I'm more interested in this name you've got for us Archie yeah. what's the pronunciation again I'll bow to your superior knowledge on it it's Armand Nonulet Nonulet mm. I like that I've looked non-ulet, him up by the way. maybe Nonulet it's fi- a friend Armand Nonulet maybe he's got 15 and 27 in League 1 in England this Archie, season Archie knows his stuff he scores goals mm. where else are you going this week Archie <laughs> what other hotels <laughs> you hanging about <laughs> That's a good idea We're always looking for fresh ideas During the winter break DL does the donkeys On Blackpool And we'll, Not be the first time. we'll send you to a game And you can check out Armand Nonuli That sound non- okay? Nonuli I like that Brilliant Tell scouting from Archie Yeah he's scoring goals this season Got yeah. one against Reading in the FA Cup At the weekend Archie's on the ball Listen Don't rule it out Probably Neil's listening to the podcast Probably one Archie's Beat number. the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Don't forget, in the second hour of tonight's show, we're going to put the focus on junior football, and a lot of that's going to rely on you because we're looking for your stories, your memories, your tales. Do you go out and support a junior team? Do you pop down when the senior teams aren't playing? Let us know who do you go out and see? What is what are these clubs doing on the field, off the field, out in the community? I know there are a lot of stories out there. You need to bring them to us on 01419511025. Just hold fire though because it's beat the pundit first. And if you want to take on Mark Wilson or Gordon DL for the chance to win a signed ball, you have to phone in before the news starts at 7.01419511025. Beat the pundit next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been looking at the transfer window. Lewis Morgan set to swap Glasgow for Miami 
not bad if you can get it. Nice. Uh, James Tavernier's been talking to us all things Rangers from the camp in Dubai. So if you've any calls on those, St Mirren, we heard from Jim Goodwin and Brian Rice at Hamilton. If you've any thoughts, you can keep them coming. But we are looking for your junior football insight. As always, during the winter break, we try to do things just a little bit different. Things that we don't always get the chance to do during the regular season. So tonight we're going to look at junior football. Delighted to say at the moment we are joined in the studio by Clyde Bank boss Gordon Moffat just along the road. He should probably be training at the moment, but we've managed to tear him away uh, and bring him into the studio. But we'd really need your help as well. Which junior clubs do you go and see? Maybe you've got a family member, a long-standing connection with a club. I know lots of these sides do great community work and there are loads of good stories out there. I'm sure there are a few moments of madness as well that you could share. So get in touch. 01419511025 and we'll do that after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Beat the pundit time, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson standing by. One of them will be taking on Stephen from Houston. How are you tonight, Stephen? I'm very well, thanks very much, Stephen Farrell. Yeah, same to you, Stephen. Would you have a preference who you played? Gordon's never shutting up, banging on about his, his good success rate. Mark Wilson's. A, a little bit behind them in the win percentage, I believe, but there's, it's a close battle. Who would you rather face? Uh, I'm, I'm not too bothered, to be honest with you. Oh, you, I like that. Why would you be? Uh, right, heads it is Mark Wilson, tails it is Gordon DL. And it is heads, it's Mark Wilson up against Stephen from Houston. So here's First the deal. of the year. <laughs> Going to give Mark <laughs> some Clyde 2 to listen to. Maybe no. Give me the thumbs up Yeah Mark's got some Clyde 2 in his ear So he can't hear us anymore Stephen You have 30 seconds Head to head with Mark The secret is you can pass If you don't know it Pass it and move straight on Okay Good man Your time starts now Who are the current holders Of the Scottish Junior Cup? Which Premiership side Were knocked out of the 1989 UEFA Cup Quarterfinals by Bayern Munich? Norwich City Who's the current manager of Alloa? Pass how many goals does Odson Edward have in the league this season? 13 Kilmarnock's Liam Miller has returned to which English club having been on loan? Pass Where did Rangers sign Philippe Hillander from? Uh, Bologna In what year did Neil Lennon win his first Scottish Cup as a player? 99 Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back Mark, have you got us? Yes, I'm back Good stuff Your music was particularly loud there Oh was it, yeah, uh, it was What was that uh, Night, Night Fever, Fever by Aye. I thought I saw you starting to sort of Toe tap and stuff <laughs> yeah. uh, Right you ready Same set of yeah. questions to you Who are the current holders Of the Scottish Junior Cup uh, Oh Okay Nick Which Premiership side Were knocked out of the 1989 UEFA Cup Quarter finals by Bayern Munich <sighs> Aberdeen Who is the current manager of Alloa Pierre Grant How many goals does Odson Edouard have in the league 12 Kilmarnock's Liam Miller Has returned to which English Liverpool. club Having been on loan Who did Rangers sign Philippe Hillander from Pass What year did Neil Lennon Win his first Scottish Cup As a player 2001 Stephen you've heard the competition What do you think no. Confident I don't know it's kind of, it's, I don't know The answers were kind of similar there the yeah. ones that, oh, I passed a couple He passed a couple So I don't know so I passed no. one Aye. The face gets redder every year With I you does. by the way Did you see his face? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> His arms got me and everything Pressure. Right The uh, holders of the Scottish Junior Cup Auchin Lake Talbot Good start You both yes. got it One all uh, Which Premiership side Were knocked out of the 1989 UEFA Cup Quarterfinals Against Bayern Gordon Any idea? I, I was going Aberdeen as well Dundee United Keep going 
Aberdeen No uh, Hearts, Hearts. Hearts It was Hearts None of you got it right uh, The manager of Alloa is Peter Grant So Mark got that He moves one in front But you equalise straight away Stephen wow. Don't you get carried away Odson Edward has 13 goals in the league Stephen's a Rangers fan He knew it and you didn't So there you go um, That's you level after four questions Comarnock's Liam Miller Has returned to Liverpool Having been on loan So Mark Wilson goes back in front <laughs> And then Stephen equalises oh, straight away like... Philippe Hillander signed from Bologna What a match this is Back and forward Good End to end game. stuff yeah. Which means it all comes down to the last question In what year did Neil Lennon win his first Scottish Cup as a player? Mark said 2001 Stephen said 1999 And the answer is 2001 Stephen. Oh, Have that Stephen <laughs> Yes <laughs> Stephen honestly listen to that He can't yes, even, he can't even win Give it to him he's, he's not even a good winner Stephen I've, I've heard <laughs> the bad losers is great. He's a, mushroom. You don't get many wins He's a Give bad winner Stephen <laughs> Cheers, Stephen. Thanks for taking part. And I wasn't playing beat the. I wasn't saying beat the pundit. I was talking about your football game. I know what you meant. There we go. That was Stephen. That was a good battle. That was was pretty close. I'm very convinced with that. Face was still red though. All the way through. It's pressure. Listen, pressure. I wins. I won. You handled it. You handled it. I won. Unlucky, Stephen. Right, like I said a few minutes ago, if you are just joining us during the winter break, we always try and do something a bit different, give a bit of focus to stories and aspects of our beautiful game that we don't always get the chance to do during the season. So tonight we're going to look at the weird and wonderful world of junior football. Everyone has a junior football story, memory, connection. So it's up to you to share it. I'm pleased to say we're joined in the studio by Clyde Bank manager Gordon Moffat. Gordon, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm good, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm going to be completely honest. There are so many good junior clubs out there doing good things. I drive past your stadium every single day to get here, and I thought it might be a nice idea to, to see what was going on. How are things at the, the Bankies at the moment? No, yeah, absolutely. It's um, things are going well. Obviously, with the new the new facility, uh, it's, it's excellent, and it's it's been a great uh, hub for the community. You know, it's uh, something that the club are driving to get there for for quite a while now. So it's good to finally have it. Um, have our own base and and have you know we're training in the park and all that so um, all that's positive you know and uh, results when I first went in were very good sort of tailed off a wee bit and then the last couple of weeks we came back again so on the whole yeah it's going well yeah that's one of the stories that jumped out in the summer when you got the new facility again I've seen it come together as it drive past um, over the last sort of months and years how important is that because of course as you mentioned the key word there for a lot of these clubs is is community there's more to than you know just turning up on Saturday and trying to get the three points you're trying to be a pillar of that community and, and do other work as well how important has the, the new facility been for you? It's, it's been massive as I say let's say it's a real hub for, for the community it means that you know our academy teams we've got got over 200 young players over 10 teams um, when we train a Tuesday Thursday the, the development squad the under 19s are down the other end of the pitch which is a huge thing um, but I mean it's not just us using it You know it's a community facility as you say Yoker are on there um, There's Saturday morning teams There's the the team that's been supporting uh, People with me- mental health playing recently They were had a game there on Sunday So it's been really 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 important and, and I think the community are really starting to get behind it now Tell us about your own sort of journey Into and through junior football then How did you get into it? That was the question I was going <laughs> to ask And this has just sort of stumbled onto my lap Do you here. want me to tell you? Yeah go on then I'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Gordon and I thought, 
He's no good enough for senior <laughs> I signed him at junior I looked at Gordon I says he's no good enough for junior <laughs> No I was very fortunate When I was at Glenaff And uh, someone put Gordon's name forward And I went Spoke to him and signed him And I've got to say Fantastic professional Delighted he's doing well Taught him everything he knows And I think he'll go on to bigger and better things <laughs> You can take us through the journey On a serious perspective then So Glen Afton as Gordon says what, What's the journey look like And perhaps from a playing perspective Then into coaching as well Yeah I mean, I, I mean in terms of junior football um, You know Daz is right It was him that Dragged me kicking and screaming From, from the seniors But you know I, I'm from Dumfries originally And I I, I played with Queen of South um, through, the, through the ranks And uh, was at Annan Athletic For a bit before going on to so at the bottom end of league football, Albion Rovers is still in. And then when I moved to juniors, it was, um, let's say, Daz that signed me with Glen Afton. Um, and then I was, had three great years at um, Clyde Bank before going to Rob Roy. Um, I picked up a bit of a, an injury there in my, my eye socket and, and retired. Um, and that's when, when I got offered the chance for the manager at the time, Stuart Maxwell, to go into coaching. Um, basically, I was assistant at Rob Roy for a couple of years and then took the Rossfield job. Uh, two years there and then you were at Clyde Bank I mean so many big names we, we spoke about Auchinleck and the, and the beat the pundit there having been the holders of the, the cup Clyde Bank yourself obviously used to be a senior team and you, you think wet 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 and Davy Cooper and all the rest of it going back quite a while the, the players who play will fall into a couple of different categories I'm sure guys who did play senior and, and have then fallen slightly short of that level or, or young guys who are maybe moving the opposite direction but in terms of the, the numbers of fans that go along would, you know, you, you don't perform certain League Two, maybe even League One clubs. So how does what, what's the what's what's the appeal? What's the pull? Why do we still have such a, a big love for junior football in, in this country? I mean, what what I'll say on that is, I, I do think there is still a bit of a an ignorance around junior football, around maybe the ability levels that are going. There's some really cracking players, you know, particularly as you obviously get the high end of it, the, the league we're in just now, the Premier League, some really good players who. Who could be playing senior football, you know, and through choice, through whether it's lifestyle or job mm-hmm. or don't want to travel, they decide to play with their local junior team or a team close to them. So that's one thing I would say there is, and it was an eye opener for me when I first went in. I was like, wow, good teams here, real top players. Um, and like you say, that goes the other way as well. There's young guys trying to come through, maybe being let go for um, pro youth systems and trying to rebuild. And again, you know, you know, we've got a couple of young players that. Probably in that sort of sort of mode, so there is there is a real mix, and I think that that is the appeal in in terms of in terms of sort of support. Then you, you, again, you're right. You know, some teams in our league that consistently are are getting higher crowds in League Two and League One, and again, it's there's a bit of history. There's a bit of history with, with most of the big teams, and you know, for example, you know Clyde Bank. You know, you know the history there, but Clyde Bank fans that. That's their team, you know. It's Clyde mm. Bank, you know. If you, who else do you support? I'm, I'm a Clyde Bank supporter because of the history. But that also goes into you know likes of a Pollock. There's Pollock fans that are generally just Pollock fans. Mm. You know, it's not just because we've got a senior background. Uh, let's take a call. Alistair is in Corker Hill. You got any connections to the the junior world, Alistair? Any teams you go along and see? I, I Gordon one, Gordon two, Gordon three, and uh, Mark. Mm. Uh, yes, Gordon. I go and watch Benbird quite a lot when. I can't get a Rangers away games, but I'll go and watch a couple of junior games in general. I've been at another three, one at Auchinleck, one at Peter's Hill, and one at Renfrew this season, I know. And it's good value for the money. It's guys that are playing off the cuff part-time, and they put good effort into it at the same time. You're not getting fobbed off like senior with pain. 
X amount of money to watch it, and the game is still good in general. But uh, regarding what Gordon Moffat was saying, it's just a pity that we don't get any uh, signed for the junior football to the senior ranks these days, because some people could do a job there. Yeah, I mean, if you go back over time, Gordon, you'll know loads. And yeah. it, it was a different time. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Loads of guys went, you know, the absolute top level from uh, from juniors. But Gordon, I guess, I mean, are are those days over? And is it perhaps a lot of it to do with you know lifestyle and, and other things that you mentioned? No, I, I wouldn't say they're over. I mean, definitely, there's still every summer. You know, I see it. There's Couple of players getting taken by senior clubs, you know. I just sort of meant that you know, in the past, you're talking about guys who went right to the top of, of the Scottish yeah. game. Perhaps well, we don't see that as often anymore. I, I suppose a recent example from from Clyde Bank is Darian McKinnon yep. going from Clyde Bank to Hamilton, Hamilton yeah. and working his way up, going on to be captain of Hamilton. You know, that's and I, and I get that's maybe a, a bit of a, a, a one-off case no. rather than the rule, but there's plenty of guys making the jump. You know, every season. You know, example the the lad from Kilsyth, um Striker from Kilsyth, Sal. He he made the jump to Queen's Park and he's doing very well and he's been looked at. I well. don't. T- that, that's the <laughs> every every <laughs> Saturday every every Saturday on the show. Craig Beatty stands here and tells us that he's the reason that Sal's doing so ah, well because right, he learned from him. Yeah, you know, I heard yeah. this every Saturday. Well, he, 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 he scored against us. He's a good player. It just shows you that there is players that can come up a level. Yeah. So so I think def- definitely every year I see one or two and I'm like, sure. he'll, he'll go again. You know, he will go again and maybe get full time. And of course, that's one of your rivals then, Benburb, not too far. Geographically not too far below you in the table That I looked at earlier I think you've got a bit of a cushion at the moment But you'll be um, in John's sights I'm sure yeah. uh, Alistair's sights sorry <laughs> Well we came through the leagues, leagues with Ben Burb as well When I was at Rossville So team I know well uh, what, What's the, the appeal Alistair? Is it that affordability that, that you mentioned? That's what I'm, I'm sort of getting coming through In a lot of the tweets You know there's obviously It is a bit more of a relaxed atmosphere as well But the affordability is that the main thing? Yes, Gordon, because all, most of my eggs went into the basket playing for my season ticket at Ibrox again. And I, 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 I'm in the ballot for away tickets and I sometimes get them through contacts. But if I can't make the, the senior game, I'll always be at a junior game on a Saturday afternoon. And it's still worth the watch, you know. It's, uh, what do you call it? it's a good source of a break for me the weekend anyway. And as I said, we're due to play Gordon's team quite shortly. I was checking the list today as well. I think they're due, they're due over in Jan, uh, before the end of the month, Gordon, yeah? Yeah, I think it's uh, two weeks tomorrow. Uh, two weeks aye, Saturday, sorry. Two weeks Saturday, aye. I was checking the list today. I don't know uh, where the, uh, the Rangers are due back, aren't they? But it's a week Saturday, a week and Friday. Uh, you're on Friday night. Friday you're on Friday night, so you're fine. Aye. <laughs> That's the day after it then That's my Saturday book for that day now Great stuff I'm glad we've looked after uh, Alistair's (laughs) weekend plans For the next couple of weeks Stuart McPherson's on Twitter Loved a junior game years ago He says You see proper tackles None of this play acting Used to go and watch Pollock Juniors at Newlands Field It was great Great for young ones To watch these days Without paying through the roof Again that's what I'm getting through Gordon Could you still get that um, That that real feeling Of supporting a team You know it's not like Just turning up There's that real identity That real feeling of of backing a team that may be a bit more affordable. I think the I think the junior fans are different class, uh, Gordon. And I like to hear the the fact that the last caller talking about. Well, I'm a season ticket holder at Ibrox, and when Rangers aren't playing there, he goes along and supports his local junior team, which is absolute great. I don't know what is it now, Gordon. And sorry, I've lost touch with to get in there. Yeah, the top league obviously nil pounds. for me. <laughs> you know, exactly. freebie, six pounds, <laughs> and and you get in there and you've got guys that are playing for a love of the game. But I think Gordon's right. There are some real good talent out there. I, you can go back a right few years to, and I remember uh, thinking about this when Ronan McDonald and Alan Maitland went into Clyde. 
And brought a full squad of junior players in And everybody mocked them for it And they were absolutely brilliant They were brilliant for a league And you know the quality people couldn't understand There are a lot of good players out there uh, unfortunately some now because of lifestyles and jobs and whatever And the pressure of getting into full time football Decide I would rather play on a Saturday, mm-hmm. love my game And then you know play my junior side Alan Cairns has sent us a tweet He says you have to mention my club Coburnley Laid side tonight A few good names emerged from the Vale in recent years Josh Mullen at Wraith Rovers Chris Erskine at Livy And Liverpool's Andy Robertson is on record as saying the best he's played with is Laidside's own Davy Anderson, says Alan Cairns. And just like that, John gave us a call and uh, he's heavily involved at Coburnley. John, thanks for joining us. How are you? Good evening, lads. How are you doing? Not too bad at all, John. Thank you for, for calling up. This is what I hoped would happen. I hope people that were right at the, the cutting edge of being involved with junior sides would, would give us a call. We've got Gordon Moff at the Clyde Bank manager. What's your role exactly at Coburnley, John? I'm actually vice president of the club. Uh, I've been for a few years now, but it's a, unfortunately it's a sad occasion that I'm, I'm actually phoning tonight. Mm-hmm. The lost one of our uh, lifelong uh, supporters yesterday at the tender age of a 30-year-old, uh, Billy Reid, better known to everybody as the buff. And uh, I'd just like to express my sincere condolences to his family and all his friends from the club on this sad occasion he's passing. I'm sure we'll give him a wee mark of uh, respect at the next home game. Absolutely, uh, John. Well said. It was a sad occasion, and he was a well-respected man in Coburnley and Cowan, and a big Celtic man, City man, and well-known in the music scene as well. So, uh, just pass on my regards to Gordon. I'm sure he's doing a good job there at Clyde Bank, and uh, we're in a wee bit of a transition period at the moment. But I'm sure we'll get there in due course. You'd think we'd set this up, Gordon. We're getting all your rivals phoning, and I'm looking at the table again. Coburnley and yourselves are level on 26 points. You've played the same amount of games as well. Yeah, I think we're neck to neck just now, and um, we've still to play them away from home. It was uh, it was rained off a few weeks ago, so yeah, it's uh, probably similar the way I'm looking at ourselves. You know, a wee bit of transition going on, and probably similar to Coburn and one or two others. But um, we'll look to obviously we're looking to consolidate and then go for it next season. What are the good things going on at Coburnley, John? Because the thing I particularly like, maybe just a personal thing about, about junior football, I know there's a lot of good community work done. And I know a lot of our senior clubs do this as well. Uh, but in particular, a lot of junior sides are right there in the heart of the community and trying to make a difference. I assume Coburnley are no different. It's one of the very positive things that we have is the backing of the community and a very loyal support. Hard to please at times, but the standby is in good stead. We've not got any sugar daddies with a line in the, the gate coming in. You know, the body's coming in through the gate and spending a couple of pounds in the bar and getting it turn that way. Uh, so we're, we're got points in the board early doors this season, so we're kind of looking over sugar a wee bit and over and a wee bit of a sticky run. So a couple of wins, hopefully we can get ourselves settled and look forward to a more prosperous year next year. I mean, Gordon, it works both ways. You're looking for the support of... The local community But then clubs I know like to try And give something back As well and, and try and make a difference Like I say There's a lot more to this picture Than just turning up And trying to get Three points on the board On a Saturday afternoon What what sort of things The Clyde Bank Do out and about In this local area Yeah No you're absolutely right I mean I think it's That's important to Ultimately To, to bring people on board With what you're trying to do um, We do try and do Quite quite a bit actually You know we've got a Got a short partnership With uh, Breathing Space Um we try and you know, so we're obviously supported with them and vice versa. Um, we've just we've done some stuff recently for um, people affected with autism. You know, so we've got like a sensory pack for people coming to the games. You know, headphones and stuff, and so that you know we're inclusive in that way. 
Um, and you know, we did we did a thing at Christmas with the food bank. You know, we had um, it was sort of presents and food, and everybody got involved. You know, asked the players to get involved. They were bringing in packages. You know, I think we we filled like a a massive transit van and a car full of stuff. So things like that are important. You know, as you as you say, Gordon, it's a two way street. Yeah, I love that, Mark, because that that really is the true sense of. And again, I don't mean to get away from it because a lot of our senior clubs do good stuff as well. But but the junior clubs are right there, right in the heart yeah. of the community. You know, in that two way street. You see it working so well. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's together. Everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet, and it's great that you know you you get hubs like that that rely, you know, solely on community. You know, you guys for the fan base, but vice versa. You know, you can give something back to them And it's great what the guys are doing Right, keep your calls coming in Then 0141 Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB We're going to look at what the future might hold For the junior game And we'll try and get some good memories out of the guys as well We'll get a teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon Dieller here as always Clyde Bank Manager Gordon Moffat joins us We're discussing all things junior football with your help though We're looking for all your stories, all your insights Maybe some memories you've got Get in touch on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Loads of tweets coming in I must say I'll try and sift through um, they're actually mostly polite towards you, Gordon, as well, which is a nice change. Gordon and Mark don't don't get the same uh, mm-hmm. don't get the same response. Scottish Footy Card says watching the juniors has brought me back to watching the game live. I live in Yorkshire, but I've been a season ticket holder at Clyde Bank for the past few years. Get up often to cheer them on. It's all about the atmosphere, the ability to interact with fans of both teams, the players. It's a throwback to how supporting your team should be, says Scottish Footy Cards. On Twitter So there we go There's a few others coming in uh, As well as always Apologies I can't um, read them all uh, What else have we got here I'll get back to some, I'll get back to some of them In due course I was struggling to sift through them Don't think you're off the hook On a full time teaser by the way Yeah We're Come still on, doing it um, This one's a cracker It's going to drive you nuts right, um, okay. Dylan Patton has sent it And it's a bit different It's one of those wacky ones You know A bit, a bit out there oh. So Dylan says As a nod to last week's Darts World Championships Oh God. <laughs> That sounds horrendous oh, no. Can you name Four players yep. Who have more than 350 English Premier League appearances yep. And have all the letters Of the word Darts ah, peace. In their name You're only looking for four though I know these ones are a bit frustrating But you're only looking for four so as a nod to last week's World Arts Championship Can you name four players Who have more than 350 Think about that That's quite an exclusive club Yeah More than 350 English Premier League appearances And have all the letters of darts In their name <laughs> Any that spring to mind? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on Steven Gerrard Yes yeah. <laughs> See oh, There you I'm go fire And all of a sudden You're a quarter of the way there so you always make a big oh, song and dance about mushroom. it But it's not If you just knuckle down And think about it It's not that hard Stevie Jarrett Brilliant 250 <laughs> Gordon's still writing the question down right, That's why right. he's always lagging behind so much Teddy Sheringham No it's not Yes Oh <laughs> yes Get in there I thought you were going to start the darts chant there that You got uh, so excited uh, <laughs> You're halfway there after all that fuss So uh, Fuss is easy uh, right, Gordon Moffat, Clyde Bank manager, joining us to talk all things junior football. Must have seen some sights, Gordon. I know you say that there are a lot of good players, but there's still the great thing about junior football. It leaves that room for a little bit of madness sometimes, a little bit of unpredictability. Is there anything that springs to mind? Uh, 
<laughs> Anything you can repeat <laughs> And broadcastable um, I've, I've seen a few Interesting things I think um, Probably one When I was still playing With, with Glen Afton I don't know if You were still there Daz at the time the Probably one with the, There was a bit of Crowd trouble in the in the terracing and it was a Scottish Cup tie it was a big game you know going after in Coburnley um, I was I was sort of coming up with the ball and one of my teammates picked the ball up off and I'm like and the ref's running towards me saying pick the ball up and there's just fans spilling on at the pitch you know literally on top of us and I'm like um, so you know it was a bit, a bit of crowd trouble we got taken off the park and police had arrived and the, the ref came in and gave us a bit of a briefing of when we go back out there's, there's 19 minutes to go Do not get involved And blah 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 So Did you just keep the ball In the centre circle So I So we went out We finished the game I think we won 3-1 um, And then I think we got put out Two days later Because we had an ineligible player On the bench Or something like that So we were like Just, <laughs> just like, <laughs> Don't get me wrong We don't we don't condone that Sort of stuff um, mm. But Gordon What about the, There's always There is a funny side There are loads of stories I'm sure you've maybe even Told us one before But you must uh, have had Some sort of uh, Madness uh, uh, the, the junior scene Is brilliant For stories gone You can write books about it The best one I ever had Irvin Meadow Were a massive club At the time We played them And I think we were Levelling points At the top of the league Packed house And now You come in at the The back end of Irvin Meadow At the back of the goal The game's gone And it's down The other end And I'm standing In the dugout a True story And I turn round And I see this Women an older woman, house coat slippers, walking by my goalkeeper, onto the pitch. Were you, you weren't there, were you? I, I think I maybe was actually. So she walks onto the pitch, and the game's still going on. She's now at the eighteen-yard box, and the referee blows a whistle. So the referee goes running up, and everybody's amazed. What's happening here? Somebody had parked in her driveway, right? <laughs> at the side of the right? And I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of my players, and one of the staff. He had to. They had to gin. The player had to go off the park. Gin. Get the keys, get the staff, and, and move the car. Oh, it was That's the funniest brilliant. thing I've ever seen. Oh, she, oh, she was not happy at all. I'm going to try to sign her. <laughs> and you have. And she's your goalie. There's always great. There's always great stuff doing the rounds on social media as well because maybe not the same. Scrutiny I don't know On the, on the Twitter accounts You can have a, have a bit more fun There was one that jumped out At me a couple of weeks ago And I knew we were Going to be doing this show And it, it just sort of Stuck with me It was Mary Hill Lost to our Drossen 6-2 I think it was And this is on Sort of Mary Hill's Official account of it It was just after New Year I think And it says You know those kind of First footers that turn up Drink your carry out Then leave a jobby In your microwave Well that's pretty much What our Drossen did to us On the park today I don't think I've said that word Too often on this show But there we go uh, Right let's take a call From Josh and Irvin Hi Josh Hi how we doing? Not too bad Josh How are you? Great Right guys Great that you are doing Junior sport Because um, I don't know If I've mentioned before But I'm a massive Irvin Meadow fan I've been following Irvin Meadow Home and away for years um, first thing I've got to say Gordon Diel What do you mean Irvin Meadow Where a massive club They're back Josh Ooh. Aren't they Josh my yeah. apologies yeah. Okay, okay well, Josh Okay then Are a massive club How's that Thank you very much No problem um, Thanks for pulling me up Very Very uh, Very And actually Guys We're doing a junior football um, Thing tonight Because it's actually 10 years to this day That Irvin Meadow Became the first Junior team ever to play a top flight club in the Scottish Cup 
we played Hibs 10 years ago today. Um, also, uh, just on uh, when, you know, when you're talking about stories, see when I tell you that, when I tell you that there's too many, there really, really, really is too many. Um, I think about Glen Afton when um, Gold's talking about Glen Afton. We played Glen's about six weeks ago there, and uh, play was stopped for uh, play was stopped for a half an hour because some lassies Doug had slipped the collar and had, uh, had ran out the pitch. Uh, and, and you can't beat a dog in the pitch, can you? <laughs> it, was brilliant, it was brilliant, right? But I mean, it was it was pouring rain, right? And uh, the, these these two lassies ran on the pitch trying to get this dog. But it was that way that you know the fans are giving it way or this, and no, nobody nobody wanted to lunge for the dog because if they missed it, oh you looked ah uh, you'd look like an idiot, right? And these last and this dog eventually somebody got it, but it was the other side of the stand. And Gordon, you know the way Glens is, you kind of walk in behind the goals as well. Um, and these lassies were at the other side of the stand, and they had no it was pouring rain and they had no umbrella. So um, rather than walk past the main stand with the dog, they stood in the pouring rain for the first, the full first half of the game, rather than walk by. Get embarrassed. Affronted. There was, uh, I recall another one for a couple of years ago that was brilliant. Um, we we played Luger Boswell Thistle away in the Scottish, um, and we were we were terrible that day. I mean, that was you know back when we were challenging, challenging for the title and things like that. Um, and we, we played them at the Scottish Cup away and it was heavy snow and they went 3-0 up against us and it was dragging on, the snow was getting heavier and heavier and it was about 80 minutes it must have been and the referee called the game uh, because the snow was... and it was really snowy but uh, obviously the Luger Boswell Thistle fans were absolutely apoplectic they were raging, the referee was getting threatened and you know people were getting held back, the players, everybody was raging uh, and the game get played next week We pump them 3-0 Ooh, That's a sore one That's hard to take Mark Wilson I know you've Certainly. hoped For a few of your games To get snowed off this season <laughs> If it goes the other way I'm hoping for a few dugs that To is. run on the pitch For entertainment uh, Josh were you at the game At Easter Road 10 years ago Did you make it along? It, it, yeah it was, of course, it was Honestly guys It was one of the best Football days I've had It was just As memory serves I think we took about three or 4,000 To that game uh, and when you think about teams like Dunfermline and Falkirk that can't even get 3,000 into their doors, you know, for a, for a team like Urban Meadow to take the home, mm-hmm. you know, so many people for the town remember that day. Um, and, and the money that we got from that uh, day paid for our clubhouse. We've, we've got a lovely clubhouse and on one of the walls in the clubhouse. Um, there's a, a big kind of panoramic picture of all the fans. Um, and the fans that are th- were there on that day can pick themselves out on that photo. Um, you know, me, me and my friends and my family members that were there that day can pick myself up for that photo mm. that's in the clubhouse now. Um, yeah, uh, it was a brilliant day. And uh, actually one of the players uh, that was playing that day is managing this now. Right. So. Yeah, we discussed that during the last break. Actually, um, I just can't believe that was 10 years ago and he's right. It's to the day, the 9th of January. And that was the first ever meeting between a junior side and an SPL side in the Scottish Cup. 3-0 Tibbs, 10 years ago. My goodness. Uh, thank you very much to Josh for sharing some of his stories. Um... Gordon, on a, a more sort of serious note, I know bubbling away for a number of years now, there's been a bit of a bit of soul searching, a bit of discussion about where the, the junior game is at and perhaps where it goes. And now, of course, we have an SPFL which operates in a pyramid system. And if you play in the Lowland League, for instance, you then have access 
to that pyramid This is probably another show on its own I'm going to ask you to do this in two minutes rather than two hours But where is the junior game at at the moment? Where are Clyde Bank at at the moment in terms of ambitions to, to, to join that pyramid system And, and maybe moves to restructure things? Uh, like you say Gordon it's a, it's a huge topic But a very current topic And um, there's various meetings going on at the minute There's a there's a pyramid working group going on um, Representatives from essentially all the non-leagues And they're, they're trying to come up with uh, the best option For for us as, as juniors to, to be part of the pyramid um, I mean us as a club you know, Our stance is very very simple You know, we, we're, We've got a senior background We, we want to be back in the pyramid And, and be a league club ultimately and um, we know that's going to take a bit of time but we want to be in the pyramid to have a crack at it so for us it's very simple you know we want whatever whatever option is um, worked out and then we, we want to be involved in that um, for some clubs maybe that's not quite as simple um, and you know they've, they've got their own reasons for that but certainly for Clydebank we want to get back in there and we just we just want to see it happen now So what's the main sticking point or debating point at the moment is it about where those clubs would would enter the pyramid because I imagine that can't be easy to to fix because you've also got junior sides in in the east of the country as well. That's uh, as you said, you know, it's uh, you could spend an hour just talking about the pyramid in itself, but you, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's just about um, it's just about the the options and what's going to what's going to satisfy the various leagues. So uh, as you've said, there's obviously now a senior Easter Scotland mm-hmm. league, but we've still got some some East juniors that that didn't make that jump. So. There's obviously going to be a bit of debate about where they fit in And did they get to come in at that same tier? Probably not because the other guys had made the jump before So in the West it's maybe a wee bit more clear cut Because we're just looking at going well We need to come in um, at the level And then we're looking to try and get in the lowland um, But we obviously need to think that Well the association need to look at it as a whole And they're obviously trying to come up with the best solution But you've also got the other associations feeding into that You know the, the lowland and the highland and east mm-hmm. and the south So Everybody's got to have their say and, and you know that's that's fair enough. Um but like I say from our point of view we just hope that, that something gets done soon. Uh, aside from Gordon's usual jokes, Gordon Dale I'm talking about, mm. I'm tr- well, let's try and be serious about this for a second, because I'm sure Mark Mark would be well too aware that operating at the bottom end of, of League Two and in terms of standard of, of player that there won't be that much in it. There might not be anything in it. We've seen Auchinleck do unbelievably well in various cup games against senior sides and, and SPFL sides. Sometimes it just suits Players personally So The landscape could really change Mark If we also see Junior teams added to that pyramid Along with the existing You know East Kilbride yeah. and BSC For instance Who are going to go head to head In the, the big Scottish Cup next week You know Along with the Lowland League side uh, Yeah oh, Listen I'd, I think everybody Would would be up for change You're right I mean there isn't That much a difference Between the standard We've seen it in the Scottish Cup games um, I do think it's wrong that these teams continually succeed Especially in the Scottish Cup Yet they can't progress anywhere in the league It's whether it suits them financially to do that But I mean they've certainly got the players To, to come and make a difference Once they get in the leagues Might take them a few years to, to build up But I think they could certainly survive Is that is that the dream Gordon Not You speak with your Clyde Bank hat on But I'm sure there will be other clubs in a similar situation Who, who think they can make a really good go at it And although it might take a while And, and you need to take first steps But but that's the aim to just work their way up as, as high as they possibly can. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, like I say, you know, clubs have got their own stance on it and their own party line, which is fine. But I mean, if I'm just stepping back and looking at it, you know, you mentioned Doc and Let there. They're a, they're a great example because they've obviously been in the senior Scottish and, you know, guys like yourself have seen what they're capable of. I mean, that it's no real surprise to me seeing what, again, they've done this year, you know, to, to Kelty, 
um, to Cove and then taking a broth to a replay that, that's not a surprise for a lot of people in junior football because they, they're a top top team and they, and they have been the benchmark at our level for some time so I do think that um, certainly teams at our level can go and add, add more value and like I say there's some really good sides in the lowland as well you know you look at the sort of top five or six in the lowland all cracking teams as well so for me I, I think it's a huge positive and like I say I know what I'm saying from the club's point of view they want it to happen but me personally as well I think I think it's got to happen you know we, we want to see teams find a find a natural level OK still time for you to get your calls and your thoughts in on junior football 01419511025 on tonight's teaser Dylan sent it and don't be put off by the question because it sounds a bit confusing but it's not that difficult so as a nod to last week's Darts World Championship can you name four players with more than 350 English Premier League appearances that have all the letters of darts in their name you've got Stephen Gerrard you've got Teddy Sheringham Ruud van Nistelrooy no no what one's missing there well he might not have over 350 oh, English I Premier League appearances yeah, I forgot that but Gordon uh, <clears throat> I've got some fantastic names here But unfortunately no, no. I decided for fantastic You've just got names No but they've not got darts no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Right that sort of defeats the purpose I'll give but, you a few seconds to think And we'll get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson are here uh, Delighted to see Gordon Moffat, the Clyde Bank Manager, joins us We're putting the focus on junior football tonight We do always like to do something a little bit away from the ordinary When it gets to the winter break <laughs> Speaking of doing something out of the ordinary Have I told you to about next Thursday? Have I told you to about this time next week? No Mark, did What's I mention happening? it? Well, you remember, without bringing it up again Remember we had the whole um, I was meant to go on holiday Got my appendix taken mm. out Only made it to the airport <laughs> You can't have forgotten Because you then had to come to my living room Hi. Are we back to your house? Good. No, we're not going back to my house But I've managed to rebook We're going to Dubai No, you're not going You're not coming oh. I'm going next Thursday Yeah I'm getting the flight Round about this time Maybe yeah. a little bit later um, <laughs> But I don't know if we can get anyone To cover the show So I'm going to just leave Early and you two are just going to handle things on your own. We're taking over. You're taking over. <laughs> well, we'll get the full time teaser. That's for sure. You're capable. That yeah, sounds the worst yeah. idea I've ever heard. Nah, but you'll be fine. We'll start fo- phoning other people. <laughs> what are we going to do? We'll be fine. Who's yeah. going to ask us the questions? Well, you know, look at this desk. There's only about a thousand buttons exactly. here. You'll be absolutely we'll fine. We'll take us half here. Within 30 seconds. Well, it's happening. I'm getting on the plane. <laughs> Trust me. After what happened the last time, I'm getting on this plane. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to see this unfold. So, just the end to, of Clyde One. Just to let you uh, know. Okay. Super scoreboard, I've never could, seen we'll again. Look, we'll look forward to <laughs> yeah, that. Just to let you know. Gordon uh, Fancy coming in. <laughs> what about tonight's teaser then? It's, it's a bit of a weird theme It says a nod to last week's Darts World Championship Can you name the four players Who've got more than 350 English Premier League appearances And have all the letters of darts In their name That sounds ridiculous But you absolutely scooshed it To the halfway point You've got Stephen Gerrard And Teddy Sheringham Straight away Yeah Two more I've nailed another one uh, Stuart Downing Do you know how many appearances he's got? 364 408 He's oh, in there Well done Kitchen does One to go yes, yes, No yes. I'm out now Is that you done? This is late next Thursday I'll be out You'll be on your own um, Come on Mark Must be a goalkeeper Plenty of time listen We've, a got, we've got, got between now And the end of the show Loads of tweets coming in About junior football Some to Gordon Some uh, just more generally Stuart Livingston says Well done on getting The second best beard In junior management On your show It is quite a nice beard Gordon's got 
Doesn't it? Lovely. Yeah. I, I don't know. It. Does that mean his is the best or something? I don't. Who's he trying? He's got a top beard. Does he's, he? he's assistant at Coastal yeah. Rangers just now. Aye. I'm the only one in here without a growth. Feeling smart. Exactly, uh, mate. Loads of tweets coming in as well. We're talking about some of the, the funny stuff, the moments of madness. Stevie Duggan's even attached a nice picture. He says it's also okay to walk your Wayne and Doug across the pitch during the game. And he's got a picture from Shots v Bankies in 2015. <laughs> sure enough, I can see said Wayne. I can see said Doug. And I can see. On a pram. Is that a pram? Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> Played up at shots. What a pitch that is, isn't it? It's the biggest pitch in the world. It's not the same size as Hamden or something. Or uh, oh, it's massive. I used to go up there quite often myself, actually. Um, what else is coming in on Twitter? Loads of stuff. Uh, it must be said, all your, your, your memories and your stories. Um, Ryan Murray's on. I think he's paying tribute to, to your club, I think. Gordon, he says, they've also let me take. Training session Which is great As a new coach Provided a bag of training balls Supported our mental health Charity match on Sunday Where we raised £520 For two mental health charities A brilliant community club Says Ryan So there we go Lots of good feedback Coming in yeah. uh, What about at the moment Gordon I think What is it A cup match Against Hurlford This Saturday Yeah so we've got The uh, West of Scotland Cup On Saturday Hurlford at home um, so it's been a tough one we've, yeah, um, They've spent a lot of money And time's gone Is Darren Henderson still a manager? Darren's still a manager Yep Signed to him at uh, air You actually know a lot more About this stuff than I thought you would Yeah You I, can I, take I, that how you want It's football knowledge Gordon I've signed most of them And released most of them <laughs> no. So that's how I know them <laughs> Darren, Darren's, a, Darren's a top guy He's actually Yeah brilliant boy we're, uh, we're going through a wee bad spell You know let's say We come in and Hit the ground running And had six wins in a row Or something And then we hit a wee bad spell And Darren picked up the phone Says you're beautiful. Just beautiful. I told you it would never last. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but he picked up the phone and just said, you know, it happens. You know, you're a young manager. Keep your head up and that. So I appreciated that. Yeah, absolutely. So lots of good messages uh, coming in at the moment. Uh, Peter McGarvey sharing his stories from Coburnley winning the Junior Cup in 1977. This is the wow. length of association that some people have uh, with their. Junior clubs Jordan has got a suggestion as well He thinks that League 2 Badly needs an automatic Relegation spot Instead of the pyramid calm playoff down. Calm down Calm down <laughs> Listen Let's take a step back a bit eh? That's for years to come What's our discussion about that? <laughs> I didn't even realise ah, Well done God I did not put two and two oh, together I. Well that equals five yeah. uh, When he said that uh, Right Gordon This is your last chance A sales pitch Not only for Clyde Bank But for anyone We've got a winter break At the moment So this is, could be the perfect time Why should people go out And support the local junior your side this weekend No I, th- I think we've covered A lot of the reasons why You know it's um, You get great value um, For your six quid You know that, That's that's the, the bottom line But um, As we've already covered You know some, some top players Some You know For people that haven't been To a junior game They might be pleasant surprised With standard You know there is some Some really good players And I know that You know The clubs now are, are Very active in social media You know um, We've got a very good um, Social media uh, Young David Brockett Does a great job with that And they're really promoting now So when we do hit a wee break like this You'll see that You know on, Trying to capitalise on, on Facebook clubs are, clubs are being proactive now And trying to get more bodies through the door But you won't be disappointed If it's the uh, first time you give it a go Good man Right We've got just enough time To try and get the last answer On the teaser We'll leave it to Gordon Since he's a guest yeah. Gordon who's Since you've, <laughs> you've Now contributed to this Stephen, Gerard, Teddy Sheringham And Stuart Downing One more I'm really struggling with that I mean I've been leaning over Dazzy's shoulder Trying to think of one Don't look at his um, Don't look at his paper He's, lo- he's just him. writing down Every premier Mikey <laughs> Mikey's on Twitter To say Here's the answer They'll never get it Between them And Mikey's really? got it Yeah uh, Give us a clue 
Uh, don't say he played over 350 appearances. He's got darts in his name. Uh, clubs you'd be looking at Everton, Sheffield United, Jack Yoker. No. Oh, I got it. Got I it. can play the music. Right, hurry up. Once again, <laughs> pass the ball to me. Ball in the net. I've got it. Hurry up. The, the music's on. on. David Unsworth Yes oh. <laughs> well, done. well done guys I hate it when he does that I really do <laughs> uh, Thank you Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson Special thank you to Clyde Bank Manager Gordon Moffat Thoroughly enjoyed talking all things junior football Hopefully we can do it again sometime uh, All the best to you and all the teams at the weekend Wouldn't want to be seen to pick sides We are back tomorrow night Hugh Keevans will be here at 6 o'clock Alongside Craig Beatty So we'd love for you to join us And Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.